There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com motivation from world-class instructors we're gonna pick it up a notch it's the holiday season you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes from running to cycling to yoga try peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepelotoncom home dash trial peloton motivation that moves you fire away Yes, yes. Welcome to the Tim McKernan Show. QFTA for May 5th, 2022 from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you here on the podcast. Jackson, what's the word? Yo. Uh, Jackson actually is over here fumbling through Bumble. And I shouldn't say he's fumbling. Kind of striving. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, you know, my situation, totally different world. I, I'm not necessarily envious of your world either. I'm not saying I that I don't you. like it. I'm just saying I'm good where I am. Sure. But then you showed me who just said, uh, what'd she say? She said, hey, hey. hey and hey. I said, let me see what's doing here. Yeah. And if she, and if you were going to be excited and I wouldn't have been a fan, I don't know how I would have handled it. I'd been a, oh, she's cute. I think that's what, but I, I yeah. noticed right there you could tell me I went up high. Yeah. You notice that? So I can yeah. even pick up my own tells. Right. But I got to tell you something. Very nice. Yeah, good-looking woman. So uh, so what do you say to hey, hey? That's the issue. And I'd love to have listeners, you know, chime in and, and let us know um, when they hear this. To what, what would you say to hey, hey? Because that's you're not giving me much to work with. Because if you say— Let me see if I can spit game. Sure. Let me see sure. if I can spit game to this 21-year-old who just sent you yeah, hey, hey. 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 Yeah. What's doing? That's not bad. No, I think it's really good, actually. Not, I, I, think it, I think you'll think you'll be at Napoli by five. That's what I. That's what I sense. Now we're talking. Let me say. I'll say. I'll, I'll, what? <laughs> don't well. say it. Actually, because she is legitimately attractive, I don't want to ruin this for you. Right. What's doing? <laughs> what's doing? What's the word? What's the word? I've used what's the word before. And how does that play? Eh, uh, probably working at about a seven percent clip on is that. that one. Right? But that so means someone's if they're scoring. not interested. They just they're just done. Yeah, ghosting. But I mean, that's what I, that's what I would do too if I wasn't interested. If you got what's the word? What if a girl sent you an attractive girl said what's the word? You'd be big, like, oh my god, I just met the love of my life. Big fan. I'd yep. be a big big fan yep. of that. But I haven't ever gotten that from a female. I've sent it to a female, and like I said, working at about a seven percent clip with that one. But that means you scored with that. So. So, uh, have you responded to uh, this last? No, I'm still. I'm still so, what's doing uh, is not going to be fired. I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to marry. Don't a waste bit. what's doing. It's just too good. Right, right. That's she's she's good looking. She's not that good looking. Uh, here on QFTA today, we have all kinds of. I mean, we're we're loaded for bear. Would you describe it as a potpourri? Yeah, I would describe it as a potpourri, except we don't have any erotic stories, and that's irritating. Rats. Right? And I even put out a, an APB on TMA. <laughs> a lot of uh, initials. For uh, erotic stories, even if they just involve self-pleasure, not because I necessarily want to read them, but just anything. Right. You know, we're just casting in the waters and getting nothing. Yeah. So, uh, with that, uh, with that ask, have come no erotic stories, and I'm just starting to get comfortable with the fact that we're just not going to get erotic stories unless Deebs wants to talk about beating off on I-70. Essentially, that is that's that we we the extent we've of our erotic stories. We've peaked. Yeah. Uh, no, we have Roe versus Wade. Okay. Which is, you know, a slight pivot. Heavier topic for sure. Yeah. Uh, we have, um, let's see how Jackson reacts. Watch this. A gentleman wanted me to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh-huh. Nicely yeah. done. That uh-huh. was well done. Uh-huh. That was nicely done there. I yeah. thought you would kind of expose yourself. Are you learning from your yeah. party anti-hockey thing to maybe not be as... Yeah, I'm trying to not to be so... What's the word? I'm antagonistic. Looking? Sure. There you Unintentionally go. antagonistic and then realizing you've just been antagonistic. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's the problem is I realize it after I say it. Yeah. And, and yet I know, right, when you say it from dealing with it for decades at this point, yeah. it, that you've just just walked into a swamp full of alligators. 
Uh, but Bill Maher was on Joe Rogan. Honestly, I haven't listened to Joe Rogan, and I don't know how long. Uh, it's not a commentary on Joe Rogan. I only have so many. I listen to Joe Buck's podcast, mm-hmm. um, and that's like the one that, and No Laying Up, the golf podcast. That's really it. And when I'm uh, working out, I will listen to books. That's that's what I got going on. Nice. Uh, so with that said, got that in there. What else do we have here? This one was interesting. Uh QFTA on uh, Balloon Party, uh, and then the future of television streaming rights. Um, yeah, so so there's some there's some good ones in here, and I I know that we're I I really would like to do these daily, and I know I've said that that I'd like to do multiple, but then I sit here and I go, God, we're on from seven to ten with TMA, and yeah. then we're on from ten to eleven with Balloon Party. Yeah. And I know you're not going, yeah, it'd be great if we could do it daily, because you're already here until God only knows when. I'm working on Sound Story. Right. um, And hiring somebody to run Sound Story and uh, putting the whole business uh, together, at least the next phase of the business, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're, we're both sitting here with a great deal of leisure time. Sure. But with that said, this is this is this is the one time as odd as it is, even though I'm on for four hours before (laughs) it, where I'm like, I can talk about anything and I can talk. And it's not to say we don't have an interrupting problem. I know we, some on TMA would say, well, Iggy's hijacking. But for real, if, if somebody really wanted to talk about something, Plowhawk, Jackson, Doug, it's not like Iggy's or myself. It's not like he's going to go, hold on, I really got to insert myself in here. Sure. Uh, so with that said, this has always kind of been my – we have had to record a bunch of spots, for example. Yeah. To, to be transparent with our audience here. And Jackson said, do you want to do QFT first or do you do the spots first? I said, you know what, let's do the spots first. Because QFTA is kind of my, it's almost like a meditation for me. It's it's a it's a it's a cleanser. So uh, I can talk about anything. I can say what I want. I just a hundred percent. And not to say that anybody's saying I can't say things, but I can like talk about whatever. I can say fuck if I want to say fuck. Not that I'm dying to say fuck. Talk about lesbianism if that's on my mind. Then it is. It's just not happening for right. me. That's you, have any, you have any sapphic activity going on around you? No. Maybe you and your uh, new hey hey friend, yeah, Jack Brickhouse. So, you know, you know any? <laughs> yeah, are you into the less popular MFF? Should I just say what's the sapphic situation on your side? <laughs> well, she like maybe with one you're not attracted to. Yeah, that's where I usually try. Is out. that where you do your stuff? I try out new stuff, but then you also have to kind of put that to scale. Um, what does put that to scale mean? Well, because if they're if they're <laughs> someone I'm not as attracted to, they're more likely. Like, to just be sporting just because we to respond need port in the storm? Right, to respond in a certain way, not because I'm some sort of Adonis, but right. like I said, a little less attractive. Yeah, this whole thing, man, I'm telling you. Because I would imagine most of the people who are listening to this, at least at some point, even if they're not right now, we're on dating apps, and Anna Marie and I have been together. We're approaching 15 years. Wow, congratulations. Married for 10, but approaching 15 years, I guess 14 years to be exact, and so the dating app thing is about a decade-ish mm-hmm. old, and it's just not something I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you missed the boat there by just uh, just a couple of years. I just don't think, you know, I've said this to Anna Marie, you know, when we fantasize about getting divorced, it's a big turn on. And I'll just be like, yeah, I go, you'll be, you know, obviously fine. Yeah. You know, that kind of, you know, just it doesn't really need to be said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like I acknowledged before, there's confusion as it is. Uh, with the uh, with the dynamic, and I'll be honest, I just bang bartenders. I, that's, that's what I would do, mm-hmm. just here and there. Yeah. Most of the time, I would probably be gambling and golfing, and then if I ever really felt like it, I think I'd just bang a bartender here and there. That's that's that, the bang a bartender plan. I don't know if that's something we get sponsored, but I think that that's kind of what I think I would do. I would have zero interest at that point. Uh, I would have been divorced two times. And have kids. I'm good. I couldn't care any less about the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what now. That's what I say, but that's what that's what in my mind. So I sit here and I see what you are doing and what you and you have a lovely young lady of approaching you. Mm-hmm. But it's probably a whole thing. Oh, it's. I mean, we're like this. Hey, hey, is. I mean, so it's so open ended. I mean, it's it's like. Not even opening the trunk to get your clubs out of the bag. If we're, t- if, we're if a relationship is an eighteen hole course, mm-hmm. I mean, I've just I basically just put my keys in ignition from my garage. Like I am, we have not even gotten on the first tee yet. Yeah. So I mean, it is yeah, it's the whole yeah, thing I is just, on I its way. And then you know, and then even on my bang a bartender plan, mm-hmm. 
have a friend who does quite well for himself, single gentleman. Mm-hmm. And we were at an event together, and uh, and I recall he, he had a, he had a, he had a pick, mm-hmm. a, a, a nice diversified opportunity. Maybe even the less popular MFF was in play. Wow, wow, wow. But then I was thinking, you know, I got to go back a while. But I was thinking, oh yeah, you can get that thing, and then the morning arrives. Oh yeah, the morning is. There's a couple different ways to attack the morning. How do you attack the morning? How do you attack the morning in 2022? First thing you do is brush your teeth. I mean, that's just, that's... That's That's nice. I mean, you really are going literally how you attack the morning. So you're going step by step. All right, now what are we doing here from there? You you, you pray that the other person brushes their teeth as well. Now, are are you talking about you're going to re-engage in coitus? Are you talking about just going, oh, God, we just woke up next to each other. We were all fucked up, and now we're going to have this awkward thing. No, I think you, you... so you re-engage. What, yeah, what's I guess the I drop? I, mean, I, gotta, I guess you repop. Like a couple days. Yeah, I guess you repop. <laughs> I've, I've got a. I mean, I, it's not said necessarily for. It's just how I. I'm trying to think because I've been in relationships essentially every year since 1995. You know, mm-hmm. three years before you were born. Sure. And and multiple. So in the handful of weeks or months where I was singular, there were some strippers in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people would take that as a brag or as something to be embarrassed by. I never know. So the things I say that I'm like, well, I'm not, it's not a brag, or I'm saying I'm embarrassed by it, I've had different reactions to it. I can't remember what's one of the things I was scolded for. Oh, that I kind of mock going to the University of Missouri Journalism School. Who, scold, who would scold you about that? I mean, it's, it, it, it's just because I got one thing getting sure. mad about it doesn't mean that like it's really resonated and there's uh-huh. you know a Twitter mob out there. But, I'm, <laughs> but just like... You know, you talk down about Mizzou, and you know what do you think you're better than? I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't graduate, and I majored in something that, with the benefit of hindsight, I wouldn't have majored in. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, self-deprecating, right? But this person took it as I was shitting on people who go to state schools. I'm going, man, you really got to like. <laughs> I went to a state school, right? Be pretty weird. And I didn't graduate from the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So when I say that I was with some strippers, it's just what I was, you know. Right. And, I, and it was it was fine. You know, it's not like it's it's magical one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't necessarily this probably isn't going to shock people looking for a relationship there. Right. So therefore, Jackson, in the morning, it's and you know, we got a. Yeah. We, you see what I'm saying? We got a. And that's going back a couple decades here. Right. You know, I'm going back a couple decades. But I do. Yeah. Now I think about it. it was, yeah. There was, there was, you know, what I would consider to be a lovely run, uh, and it's, yeah, and, you know, and if they're sleeping later, I got to go, and now we got this. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, what that. if they're going to stick around? Because if we're not on the same page of what it was, but maybe the nice thing is with the stripper is everybody kind of understands the program. Mm-hmm. I had some strippers I liked. I really did. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. Uh, because... Probably the same kind of approach to the whole situation. But at the same time, I just want to be alone, you know, right. and I don't want which, to hang out. Which is a nice sentiment you have to tell the person in the morning. Right. Just so you know. Yeah, just so you, you know. You are welcome to get up and leave. I, we don't need to exchange pleasantries or numbers. That I really don't care, you know. So that's why I'm curious if it's changed in 2022. I know we're not necessarily going through the, you know, adult community per se. Right. That's the thing is I've I've yet. To be uh, even in a sexual entanglement with a with a stripper, right? But I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about how, what's it like to sleep with strippers in 2022. I'm just asking what's it like on a one night stand in 2022. Right. I've had very few one night stands. I wonder if that's true or not. Not like because like, you're still like trying to like I don't know form your hashtag brand and maybe you don't want that out there. I, I don't know. I've had very like my sons are going to listen to this at some point. I kind of don't, I don't want to say I don't care. Well, I don't care, actually, so I do want to say I don't care because that's how I feel. Right. Like, this is what I did. And for their sake, if that's what they want to do, I hope that's what they do. It's great. Yeah. I would really recommend it to people. It's fun. Right. I would recommend promiscuous, no strings attached sex. I would highly recommend it. But I'd like to tell my children right now to wear a condom. Yeah, that's, my, that's, your, that's the message you're in the middle always of the podcast. Wrap it up. You never, you'll never want to, but you'll be thankful you did. Yeah, that's 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 the lesson. It can be the title of today's podcast. 
Always wear a cuff. Because we're approaching episode 500, aren't we? We're getting we? really close. I think we're the only special 500th episode, wear a condom. Yeah, <laughs> always wear a condom. <laughs> and the thing is, it comes up on people's phones if you have it yeah. subscribed. So that <laughs> so, would... And then they're driving along in their right. car, and on the display it says the Timber Gunner. They hand their phones to their boss. <laughs> <laughs> what are you listening to? You oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, like, actually, now what do I go into? Roe versus Wade? Sure. Yeah, Joe that's... Rogan podcast, QFTA question. What says, all right, Jackson, you call, you call it. So uh, we more. got, let's see, this one is about the, few, I haven't read through all of the emails, I just can see what they're about. Uh, this one is about the future of television slash streaming rights for sporting events. Okay. Uh, this one was about a QFTA from our first week after the move to Hubbard, and I talked about my experience on Balloon Party, and then he wants to go into, like, how it's changed, or uh-huh. uh, essentially whether or not I'm playing a character. Uh, this one is about Bill Maher and Joe Rogan, Maher on Rogan's podcast, and this one is about Roe versus Wade. It's titled Roe versus Wade, Massive Win for Democrats. Now, before you make your pick, yeah, I'm going to type in my phone because that's the only honest way to do it. Because sure. otherwise, I'm going to prejudice you. Which one I think you are going to choose? This is what I'm going to do. Now I'm like going like 3D chess and trying to think which one you're going to pick that I'm going to pick. All right. Very meta podcast. Uh, I have one I don't want to. I, I the one that doesn't interest me as much. Two. Oh, look at you. Uh, what, 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 what's one? I don't. What, I didn't. I didn't assign numbers. You're assigning numbers. No, no, no. One of them. Oh, I, one God. of them. I, I'm just not. You're as having interested. an inner monologue on the podcast. I guess the title of this Roe v. Wade one really has me interested. So. Oh. God, that was like the one that I thought for sure you were crossing out. No, no, the Bill Maher and Rogan thing was one. Is that the one you picked? I, I would pick. Uh, this is here, so you can see. I know nobody else can see this. Oh, okay. This from an honesty standpoint, I thought for sure you wouldn't go Roe v. Wade. Uh, I knew just because we had discussed the Joe Rogan podcast before we started recording, so I knew where you were on that. Yeah. So then it was a flip. I felt like I had fifty-fifty on you, either going streaming rights or the QFTA on Balloon Party. And I happen to be wrong. Yeah, now, if, I, if it had just been Roe versus Wade without including massive win for Democrats, no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Wow, look at you. Yeah, I wouldn't have. You are that. to politics and liberalism what Doug is to politics and conservatism. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not. Not because like I'm. I'm. I'm ready to. You know, fight a battle here. I'm just. I'm just interested in. I actually haven't read the email. I'm just. So I don't even know what the fuck I'm about to read. I'm just interested in 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 what that. I just instructed my three-month-old and four-year-old wear a condom. That's what that's what I'm doing over here today. Right. So I felt it was a natural segue. Right. Hi, Tim and Jackson. If Roe v. Wade gets overturned, I feel like it might be the greatest win ever for the Democrats. Except there's a question mark on the back end of it, so maybe I should read it like Ron Burgundy. Yeah. If Roe v. Wade gets overturned, I feel like it might be the greatest win ever for the Democrats. There you go. Thank you. I know few people who are pro-abortion, but most people I know are quietly pro-choice slash it's a woman's woman's body or woman's right to her body. I mean, what Obamacare did for the Republicans, as in firing up their base, Roe v. Wade would be that times a thousand, in my opinion. I wonder if Republicans are really freaking out saying, OMG, what have we done? Thanks, Adam. That's interesting because we're not necessarily debating Roe v. Wade, right, right, but we're looking at like the political strategy ramifications of it. And therefore, I enjoy the question because now I'm doing that thing where I stare out into the abyss and I try to formulate thoughts. Yeah. Um, and, and when I do that, I then go, Jackson, what are your thoughts? Because then I sit here and I gather my thoughts. Right. No, it's, uh, it's good. Uh, I in no way think that overturning Roe v. Wade is a victory for humanity. So. That's my hold thoughts. on, hold on, hold on. You didn't hear it. for the Democrats. Do you, do you do you follow what he's saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean just so for the political for party? A political itself. party. No, no, no. He's not saying I am happy about Roe right, v. Wade right. being overturned. He's saying it's going to fire up Democrats, and then lead to a significant response from Democrats. Whereas otherwise, Democrats were going to, and I still, I mean, I guess we're still what six months out from November. Yeah. Get carved up in the midterms. And fuck, I don't even know if the world will be around in November 2024 or December 2024 yeah, or January right. 2025. Yeah. Um, um, but but either way, I think that is where he's coming from. It's tough to I mean, to it's say, a, but that's why. So he's it's not he's not taking a stand on sure, Roe v. Sure, Wade. He's sure. talking about the political ramifications. Sure. And I I hear where he's coming from, and I think that's a from like a question standpoint. I think that's sharp in a sense where it's like if you're if if there's ways to like drum up a fan like he's talking about with Obamacare and Republicans. So in that sense, I hear where he's coming from. Um, 
So I, I guess I w- would agree, but I just, I just, I, I can't like, I don't really know if I have like a really. St- yeah, I, I so as I have said, for those of you who listen to this thing on a regular basis, and it's great that people do. Um, I, you know, if you listen to this, the I don't even know if you would call it the evolution of this podcast, but from when it started in October of 2017 to present day. You know, once, I don't know when it would have been. I mean, it wasn't exactly January of 2021, but it's certainly right around then. That's when I just, and I maybe I think it was February or March, I just found myself, I'm not even going to, I'm, I'm just, I'm disengaged mm-hmm. because of that. That, January 6th, that is. Yeah. Which is a, th- which is a thing that, at least my understanding, because I'm disengaged, so I'm really commenting on this from, from truly from 30,000 feet. But I feel like that's kind of become like, oh, liberals in January 6th. Like, it's like this dismissed thing. Like, oh, it's, it, I'm just like, I, I don't know how you can dismiss that. Yeah, that'd be a pretty nuts thing to dismiss. You know, yeah. but, but you know, you and I are of the same mindset sure. on that. Now, sure. we just got done doing a sound story with a guy who, holy shit, right at the end he goes, oh, I am a Republican. And I watch Fox News. Holy shit. You know, because he was taught, and this was in his sound story, you uh-huh. know, which is usually for families and friends, which is, you know, but he... Point being, independent thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I've received emails over the years from liberals who are mad at me because they think I'm too conservative, and conservatives are mad they think I'm too liberal. Whatever. So I, I like, if anything, honestly, I like that. Yeah. Um, but with that said, here is where I am, and I get I get where Adam is the person who wrote in. Uh, I get where he's coming from. Uh, from a political strategy standpoint, yes, I don't know if anything could aw- awake something like this. Um, so I agree with that. I am coming from my worldview or my American political perspective worldview, to be specific, the mindset that we are in end times, so to speak. Now that is a that's an exaggeration, but we are. We haven't hit rock bottom. I mm-hmm. thought January 6th, 2021 was rock bottom, and I think that's why I'm just like, holy shit, we're actually litigating that. And if that's the case, then then I'm out. Because what, what can I possibly fucking say? Right. So with that said, operating on the premise that it's going to get worse, I look at this and go, oh, my God, this could be gasoline on the inferno. Mm-hmm. Um, I also... And I, I want to acknowledge this because one of the things that bothered Jackson when we I brought up the Bill Maher, Joe Rogan podcast question was that you don't like Joe Rogan. Is that correct? Is that a, I don't want to I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, I, just, I don't like the podcast. I don't like I don't like the. Yeah, I'm not a fan. OK, fair enough. And, and God bless America. Um, what I, I was about to say with regards to that is. Um, you know, somebody asked about my opinion on the Bill Maher, Joe Rogan podcast, so I made sure to listen to the whole thing, in part because I didn't know Maher was on there, and I wanted to hear what he had to say about it. Um, but Maher called the shot on what led to January 2021, and I don't know if people, how many people are aware of that. Um, and on this podcast, on January 5th, 2021, I said, I'm worried about violence tomorrow, but on January 6th, 2021. And we were recording. Mm-hmm. You were on that, right? Yes, we, me and on. Pete and you. Okay. And but I never. It's not like I expected that. I could have never foreseen that. I am truly concerned that you're going to have all hell break loose. I actually kind of don't know how it's not going to happen. Um, it, but it's it, but it's 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 it, one of the things that Mar and Rogan talked about. Um, was humanity, so not necessarily Americans, certainly not Republicans or Democrats, conservatives, liberals, have a tough time solving slow-moving problems. In other words, if something, even COVID, you could say, was relatively speaking a slow-moving problem, much less take your pick of whatever other issue that is slow-moving. Um, so if if there is a September 11th-like event, yeah, there is a, you know, there is a response, a unified response, and there is a political response, and there's a military response. With a slow-moving problem, it's a different deal. From my standpoint, it's like I'm on this cliff, and I see the wave coming in, and I thought the, the wave was going to be bad in 2020. That's what I spent. I know you weren't on the show in 2020, Jackson, but I spent all of 2020 saying winter is coming, winter is coming. And I, in a way, I, I mean, I guess it could be sports talk radio guy bragging I was right 
at the same time, it was so obvious. I don't really yeah, take pride. I don't really take pride in it, yeah. you know. And like, well, you called Biden getting the nomination. I'm like, yeah, but I don't necessarily. I did first off. I didn't say Biden would get the nomination. It was after I can't recall which primary where it became clear it was Bernie Sanders, and I was like, the Democratic Party's not going to let that happen. And so they're going to do something, and I know Buttigieg can't be the guy, even though that's the guy I personally liked the most and still actually hold in the highest esteem of anybody who, who was running for the Democratic nomination at that time. Um, but I knew he couldn't win, and, uh, and the Democrats certainly knew he couldn't win either, so he couldn't get it. Klobuchar couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. And so it became, well, Biden's the only guy. And then uh, was it Jim Clyburn? Is that the representative in South Carolina? I can't recall. I, may, I might be misusing a, a person. Either way, spoke out, got Biden the win in South Carolina, and then it was like, oh, we got to make sure Biden gets it. Point being, you can, you can, you don't have to be a. It's not like I'm a wizard on this stuff. You can see the climate and see things. This thing, and by that I mean see November 2024 and go. I don't know how we avoid, or January 2025, whatever you want to do, how we avoid. So I'm just kind of enjoying it until then, because I don't know how we avoid all hell breaking loose. I really don't, and I guess there'll be events leading up to it. Hope I'm wrong. This, Jackson, caught Mm -hmm. me off guard. The Roe v. Wade thing caught me off guard. Something that really catches me off guard, and I want to make this clear, because as I was saying to you, I was listening to that interview with Rogan and Marr, but I also don't think Joe Rogan... um, reports himself as being an expert, which might be the reason why it resonates with the audience it resonates with, because he's relatable. Sure. So I'm listening to a lot of that conversation. I'm like, man, this isn't really that, oh, I don't know. It's not that high level of a conversation. Mm -hmm. And he's saying some things that I know to be, uh, he's just asking some questions that I know the answers to, which I'm kind of surprised by because I expected to be the one learning. Yeah. So with that said, I want to say this. One of the biggest surprises of this Roe versus Wade news is that it got out. Yeah. That a draft from the Supreme Court got out. Yeah. Now, as I am saying this on May 5th, 2022 at 2.10 p.m. Central, it might already be out there as to how it got out. I'd really be surprised Mm -hmm. um, because the person who was able to get it out or the people who were able to get it out obviously had access and power and if you have access and power one of the key things is to if you really have real access and real power is to never let people know you have real access and real power uh unlike say flashing your three series at parties in the park because you don't have real money so looking at this situation that's what freaks me out this is that i'm going the supreme court is now leakable or somebody on the bench right. is leaking. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, growing up, the Supreme Court was kind of like, oh, yeah, that that's part of it. You know, think about it. Now it's one of these things where it's become, you know, I mean, it's if, if it's almost one of the most important elements of the presidency. Yeah. And a lot of that tracks back to Roe versus Wade. So now you already have running parallel my analogy being the end times that I feel like is coming Mm -hmm. in November 2024 or January 2025 or whatever leading up to November 2024. Now you have this, which there has not been in my lifetime a more hot-button issue, not even close. It's like one of those things you don't even bother discussing. Um, And so, holy shit. And then then you, you compound it with a leak inside the Supreme Court Holy shit. So I already was like, fuck, this is going to hell. And now you have the Supreme Court being compromised. So, yeah, I get the question from a political, if you were talking about strategy standpoint, yes. But I think, Adam, where you're coming from is pre whatever date you would want to cite as the you know beginning of normalcy, and I don't know when people would cite whatever date they would cite. I, I, I'm sure liberals would cite one date, and conservatives may cite another date. Uh, but this is uh, this is a big moment on the timeline, and I don't think we're doing business as usual from whatever date you're talking about. So, in other words, normal strategy is no longer in play. Sure, this is all out, you know, militias, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, and so from that standpoint. Um, I, I just, 
I don't know, man. I hope I I don't know how many times over the last few years, Jackson doing this podcast, I say I hope I'm wrong. Sometimes it's about sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was, winter is coming. You know, winter is coming. Right. And and I was saying winter is coming before the pandemic in 2020, and then the pandemic arrives. But we didn't understand in the moment the magnitude of the pandemic. Uh, God, it'd be weird. I can't imagine I'll ever do it. But to go back and to like listen to. January and February and March 2020 QFTAs. Um, I don't know. And also, I'm sure I was wrong about all kinds of shit, too. It's not like I'm sitting here, you know, speaking with, uh, you know, 1,000 batting average. But I have been right on some things. And Maher just kept saying, Donald Trump will not leave the White House. He's never going to concede. And I remember asking Doug during 2020, I kept saying, do you think he will concede? Because I'm like, he will not concede. It's just not who he is. Right. And he goes, oh, absolutely. If he loses, he will go, but that's the thing. He's going to say he didn't lose. Right. You know, and I know this sounds like a foreign time to TMA listeners because we haven't talked about politics, which is great, yeah. in 16 months. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. Now, I, do, you, do you expect the, the same thing that I do? Because you're 24 like, and maybe have hope. Like, I it. am like this, this shit. Like, I'm dead serious. When I think about buying a house, when I think about moving, uh-huh. I'm like... I mean, I guess things are all right now, even though they're, you know, intentionally, of course, to reduce inflation or control inflation, uh, raising interest rates, that I just go, God, I just don't know what's coming. I could certainly see, like, isolated incidents happening and issues arising. That's okay. So that's good to hear that you think that way, because I certainly don't think that way. I think we are going to have chaos. Yeah, I, I... I, I just and I, think, I don't know how it's avoidable. I think some. I just think there'll be isolated things, and even that will be chaotic in a sense. But I don't see all-out chaos. But I'm just I'm, you know, like 24, and it yeah. It but could but just I mean, be listen, pure you, you, I could be, and I could be, you know, and right. I don't even know. But cause I haven't always been. I don't even know if I'm being cynical because I've been right. I've right. been real, yeah. you know. But I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm just like, this is going to, I suppose it could, it could be avoided. I'm just operating on the premise that Donald Trump runs and no matter what, he wins or loses. Same thing I said about November 2020. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. The easier thing would be him winning. That's uh, what I safer, said then. Yeah. But uh, who knows? I mean, I suppose if, let's say, DeSantis, for example, ran mm-hmm. and won, I don't think you would have. No, I think you I don't think you would have the same kind of. You see what I'm saying? No, if yeah. anything, DeSantis and Trump are kind of right. If sideways, it's, uh, my. But then I don't know if the Trump people will be pissed if DeSantis got the nomination over Trump. I, then you got infighting there. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, but I feel like that would be considerably less than what could happen. It, In the if, general, yeah. If my optimism would plummet in a sense if Donald Trump gets the nomination. Well, okay, so then you're operating on the premise that he won't. Right. Well, right. I don't think he will. Fair enough. Ryan Kelly, sponsor of our studios, the Home Loan Expert, online at thehomeloanexpert.com. If you're looking to buy a home, get pre-approved at thehomeloanexpert.com. Jackson, I know you just moved, mm-hmm. looking at places, mm-hmm. and what has stood out to me here as we are approaching May, at least from my standpoint, not a lot of houses for sale relative to what I think people thought was going to be the case. So it is super competitive for a home here in 2022. Make sure you are put in the best position possible to get a home by getting pre-approved with thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly. I did that last year. It was a very easy process and incredibly worthwhile. Thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly or refinance with Ryan Kelly at thehomeloanexpert.com. I've done that as well, and that was incredibly easy. The Home Loan Expert. Dot com. Jackson, can you tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies? Absolutely. You know, I talked recently that, you know, my cousin was so interested that I had been starting to work with a financial guy so early in my life. And to me, I was just like, yeah, I, you know, it is. But I think it's so important for people of all ages, really. But if you're in the younger age demographic or maybe around, you know, mid-20s, mid-30s, it's, it, it's not too late. It's never too late to start saving money. And so working with someone like Mark Hanna, who's so knowledgeable, who's such a great guy, who is so experienced, is so important because, you know, when you save for your financial future, 
You want it to happen as soon as possible. But the act of saving is so important. That's what some Mark will tell you. He's going to cater a plan to you. It's not just going to be a cookie-cutter plan that he gives to everybody else. And once you do that, he'll call you every six months or a year. You'll make adjustments as needed, and you'll be happy to work with someone like Mark Canna because he's a great guy and someone you can trust, and that's exactly who you want dealing with your financial future. So if you don't have a plan, if you don't have someone you work with, get in touch with Mark Canna today. And if you already have somebody, I suggest making the switch because Mark really is the best in the business. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's Evergreen Wealth Strategies and the great Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies and James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net and work with my insurance agent. His name is James Carlton and he is in Webster Groves with an incredible staff. You call there during business hours, you are going to talk to a live person and that live person is going to take great care of you. I can speak to that because I am a client and I made the switch. And so I know how easy it is to not only make the switch, but how good it is to work with the best. And the best is James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. All right, Jackson, you get to pick the next one. Let's do the TV sports streaming. I'm interested. All right. Howdy. I was wondering if you had a prediction of what the future will hold for television streaming rights for sporting events. Cord cutters have been moving to streaming and away from traditional cable and satellite in order to save money for a few years. The discussion about the struggles with the Bally's sports app were really interesting to me because unless I misunderstood, when Plowboy and Jackson complained, they revealed that they don't actually pay for a service that includes Bally's, but instead are borrowing accounts from a household they don't live in and that are actually paid by someone else, parent, friend, etc. My intent is not to criticize this behavior because that would be hypocritical of me. What I find interesting is how easy some streamers have made it to, quote, borrow accounts and in some cases seem to actually encourage this as a business strategy to drive engagement and discovery of programming on their platform. With the recent struggles, this is astute here. This is an astute observation. That's exactly what I was thinking I was reading. And then he brings up the recent struggles in Netflix, their bad Q1 report. Mm-hmm. With the recent struggles in Netflix, it was revealed that they are now suddenly concerned about account sharing and nebulously want to limit that in the future in an effort to make up for lower revenue projections. Things also seem to be complicated with the proliferation of streaming platforms all looking for content to add slash keep subscribers. Disney, ESPN, Hulu, Paramount, CBS, Peacock, NBC, Universal, Time Warner, Discovery, HBO, Apple, Amazon, Netflix are all major platforms looking for content. A big reason for account sharing is there are so many services and content can be split over multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. I am not sure that the consumer demand can possibly meet the supply without a few of these players going belly up or seeing more significant mergers. I've read lots of speculation about leagues or teams moving to things like direct-to-consumer services that allow microtransactions so you can stream the last few minutes of close games. The biggest thing I would fear if I were a team or a league is apathy. Cracking down on account sharing could undermine overall fan interest, and maybe they just decide that a subscription is not worth it and would rather just rewatch A Time to Kill. Plowhawk reference 2019 Winnipeg Jet Series. If you were a league or team from a business perspective, how would you evaluate the opportunities and risks in this volatile atmosphere? Thanks, as always. That's from Not Colorado. P.S. Again, I'm enjoying the show. Wow. Good email. I'm telling you, man. This, I told you, Jackson. They, they came, came loaded for bear. Yeah. These are my top four. I didn't even go into the ones that are in the uh, vault. Yeah, that, These were just sent here in the last few days. That was quality. Um, I think, like, I'm just going to try to piece by piece this because there was a lot, a lot of... Uh, a lot of meat on the bone, Jack. Yeah. As far as Netflix and their rough account, the account sharing thing is weird, but I think this was in a sense inevitable because when Netflix started, and I'm talking started with the streaming because obviously they had been around for a while with the DVD center, right. but this, but they revolutionized the game with the streaming thing. And I think it was essentially inevitable because they had a ton of content and content that came from not Netflix originals. The Office was an early one. Um, and many other movies and stuff. And eventually, once NBC's like, well, why are we paying a license to Netflix when we could just make all of this money ourselves, so we're taking back the office? And that's just an example, because a bunch of other studios, like right. what you know, Paramount, they took back their stuff. Warner Brothers took their stuff to HBO. 
Uh, the I think Universal I think is the is the only one. I don't know if they have a streaming platform. I could be wrong, but uh, but all of NBC's programming went back to NBC. All of CBS's programming went back to I think there was Paramount too because it's Viacom. Um, but they all took back their stuff. So in a sense, Netflix had been preparing for this for so long by making their own studio, and they have endless money. Right. You know that's why they gave Martin Scorsese a hundred and sixty million dollars to make The Irishman. That is, no other studio in the world would ever think about doing that. Um, but they were able to do that because they have a ton of, their cash flow is great. But eventually that's going to run out. And now we're seeing that, which finally happened. And for Netflix, it's been a great run. But they're finally seeing that eventually they have to create their own stuff. And if they don't create stuff that people are going to not only continue to pay their subscription for, but new people to pay that subscription... They're going to struggle, and I, they're, they're, that's the case. I mean, I, outside of Don't Look Up, I haven't thought of Netflix in a while. Not Ozark, baby. I'm not personally an Ozark guy. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. I watched the first episode, and I just, for whatever reason, didn't get into it. But, wow. I, but I was also late to the party on Game of Thrones and Succession, which are two of my favorite shows ever. So, so I, eventually I could see myself getting into Ozark. But um, And then as far as sports teams goes, obviously streaming is going to be the future of sports. It's just depending on... If it's going to go league by league, um, you know, if if leagues are going to do it or individual teams, because I mean, you think about the Cardinals and Bally's, they, you know, Bally's has the Cardinals and some other baseball teams. They have some basketball teams. They have some hockey teams. What where are those teams going to do when those contracts run out? Are they going to is the whole league going to get together and say, all right, we're taking our stuff over the Apple? Are we going to be MLB TV Plus? Are we going to be NBA TV Plus? You know, and then what happens to where does ESPN fit into all that? There's so many questions surrounding that. So, but I think the consensus answer is that streaming is the future. And in 20 years, you know, it might be all sports are on some sort of streaming platform, whether that be a team by team or league by league or similar to how it is now, where it's Bally's, ESPN, CBS, uh, NBA. Who, who knows how it could go out? I, uh, I get the sense. And I'm curious on this. Do you get this sense? Which is not necessarily what uh, I believe uh, not caller Adam sent in. Uh, that there is so much content now uh-huh. that th- what he actually said is that that there's there's not enough demand. Right. Yeah. I think that's certainly a part of it. Like I I I've been tracking this Godfather, like uh, Inside Godfather show on Paramount called The Offer. I've been tracking this show for years before the pandemic. I've been tracking this about, you know, all this stuff and I haven't even got to watch it yet. Cause Oh really? I haven't so even started. Out, but you haven't been able to watch it's it. It's on Paramount plus. I haven't even started wow, it yet. And I've been so tracking much. this. Like the last thing I tracked like this would have been once upon a time in Hollywood, which I saw twice in 48 hours when it was released. Oh, so wow. I, I, it's weird for me. And that's kind of because whether it be sports uh, obviously, uh, Winning Time is something that I, I watch the second it comes out because I'm so enthralled in it. Uh, Barry is back out on HBO and Atlanta's back out on Hulu. After that, like I, I'm low on time. Like I, I work for a while and then I have basketball leagues and I play golf. And it's, eventually, it is. I think that's astute that there is so much content the demand can't keep up. That's the thing, and I think so. Getting to the sports thing. You know, I mean, Blues playoff game is different. Right. But I'll tell you, a Cardinal regular season game, especially at this part in the season, and I can watch winning time. Mm. Not even a question. I know. Like but, I mean, we got, we, got, we got our shows, so right. I feel like I got to make sure I, I, got, I know what's going on. Right, you know? yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I know there's the nine-minute highlight packages, but, you know, to, to, from my standpoint, and this isn't, you know, this isn't passive-aggressive on you or Iggy or I don't think Plowboy's watching nine-minute packages, and I'm, that – I just think to get us, that's why I get up so early during the Blues playoffs to watch the games because you can get a feel for the game. If I were just watch, for example, Jackson and I are doing this show the morning after game two or the afternoon after game two of the Blues Wild series. And if I would have just woken up and watched the nine minute highlights, I would have been like, man, the Blues really got their asses kicked. Right. But in watching that game, I'm like, wow, the Wild. You know, right? They kind of were on their heels there. That makes me feel good. Assuming the Blues defenseman can be healthy for the Friday night game, which will be tomorrow in St. Louis. So 
that's and that's the stuff I get into. I don't know if the audience really gets into that stuff. Maybe I just feel when I'm I'm, I'm prepared when I'm doing a show if I've watched everything. From a casual fan standpoint, I think what you have happening is people are finding that they don't really have the same desire, and there are so many things that they would rather watch that with the exception of certain products, NFL, college football, right. uh, depending on the market, NBA, depending on the market, baseball, um, that people are choosing to not watch them, and so they're losing them. I thought the Bally's direct-to-customer news was great news, assuming that the app works. Right. You know? Yeah, that's the If that's the case, thing. then it's great. Then it's just like how I'll, I click on if, you know, Missouri football's on ESPN Plus or something like that. Okay, I know where to go, and if I want to watch it on my phone, it's there. So from that standpoint, I'm, I'm excited about it, but I, I noticed that a lot of people were pissed about it because they're going to be paying $180 a year, $19.95 a month, and going, man, I used to get this with just my subscription. Mm-hmm. And now I got to pay extra for it. Plus, I'm already paying my subscription for take your pick of whatever thing it is. So I actually think, and I think an un, an untold story or an uncovered element of this whole story is what's it going to be like for the teams like the Cardinals who have these big rights, and what it will look like um, the next negotiation because this you know can change the game. Uh, as I said yesterday, I went on ESPN, Jackson. You have people who are, you know, not apt to using apps, right. older people. And they're going, what in the hell is this? Just like when the games are on, like, Apple TV or something like that. We can mock them all day long. How do you not know that? Even though I'm probably a matter of, like, there probably is some stuff already. I'm asking you about dating apps, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I'm just not familiar with. Right. But from a business standpoint, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. I, I, What do I think the future on it is? I would imagine some of these will go away, kind of like what he said. That you got all these, and I would imagine they'll go away. You already saw CNN Plus go away. You saw the Netflix, what, reference, what he references, how their uh, first quarter was bad. So um, I think mergers is a lot of the case is going to be. Yeah, kind of. It's like how I look at like at private schools in St. Louis. I'm like, at some point the bubble's got to burst. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are we doing paying all this? And, and you know, I'm not going to get enough pontificating on the quality of schools but i'm just like really you're spending that for that okay at some point the supply of parents who are willing to pay for that much for you know and whatever a private school not commenting on the caliber of said private school uh-huh is going to run out, or right. it's going to get to a point where they can't afford it. Yeah. And so I, so I think that that is, you know, people can certainly afford these things, relatively speaking, because they're not fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year. But they're going, yeah, I don't need all these things, and so then I would imagine some will go away, or like you said, um, emerge. Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. The official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Let me introduce you to Jamie Burkhardt or Clayton Patterson at Munganass, St. Louis Acura. Alton Toyota, I am more than happy to do so. Email me at tmckernan at insidestl.com and I will be more than happy to hook you up. I love introducing people to Munganast and then getting the emails like, man, you guys were not joking. These guys really operate at a different level uh, they're the best. It's Mungan St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. And Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC company of the Tim McKernan Show. Do not wait for that first hot day to think about your air conditioning. Just like your car, your air conditioner needs regular maintenance to prevent breakdowns in the hot summer months to make sure it's running efficiently. Call the office or use the book now feature on www.designairservice.com and schedule your AC tune-up any time of day in one minute. They really do act so quickly at Design Air Heating and Cooling if you are having a problem. It is kind of surprising um, just how quickly they turn around service calls. It is something else. Design Air Heating and Cooling, they're coming out to our home to do an AC tune-up this coming Tuesday. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Online at designairservice.com. That's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Online at designairservice.com. All right. I know you have things to do. We can go. I think we can go. If we wanted to do one more, we could. Oh, well, hey, you're the one one picking the topics today here. So 
Let's do the let's wrap it up with the balloon party one. Okay. Uh one more here for the May 5th, 2022 edition of QFTA. Tim, I was listening again to the QFTA from your first week after the move to Hubbard. And you talked about your experience on balloon party. You said you didn't think it was your style to talk sports like the one-on-one listener is used to listening to. Yes, and I still agree with that uh sentiment then. You said you know they wouldn't change and you didn't want to change for them. You said you know they wouldn't change, and you didn't want to change for them. I don't follow that. Do you follow that? Am I reading it wrong? One more time. You, you said you know they wouldn't change, and you didn't want to change for them. Uh, I feel like you have brought the TMA spirit to honesty. I don't follow that sentence unless, like, they wouldn't change. But, I mean, it's not an audience's job to change. No, nor so is I, that our goal. So, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. I feel like, uh, but I'm not trying to disregard it. I just don't fully understand sure, it. Sure, sure. I feel like you have brought the TMA spirit to Balloon Party. I was wondering what your thoughts on the listener base are. Did you change for them? The answer to that is instantaneous. You can imagine what that is. Uh, did they warm up to you and White Lightning? I've never heard you called White Lightning. That's what, uh, you know, Chris Long was White Thunder. Uh, Robert Cohen was Black Lightning. I guess that was my... Uh, it takes me back to 2014. Okay, well, there you go. Well, maybe this guy knows you. Uh, did you change for them? Did they warm up to you in White Lightning? Uh, the answer to that is yes. Yeah. Uh, do I Did I, just on the off chance people are wondering what my answer is, did I change for them? The answer to that is no. Did they warm up to you in White Lightning? Yes. I know you said that ratings showed that Tim and Boy was the highest on the station. It was for... January. February, I believe. Yeah, February. Um. Uh, but I didn't know if that was satire. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> For self-deprecation, or if you really were number one on the station. Anyway, love the show. Seasonings is pleasingins. It's sneezings is pleasings. Right. Uh, but I'll take seasons is pleasings. Uh, that's from Dan Murdick. Uh, P.S. I laugh out loud every time you say, Doug, look outside. It's little Tommy Tribbins, and he's riding around on his dirt bike out in the parking lot. Uh, Dan, thank you. I want to answer every question I can. Um... Yeah, we were. I, the thing with ratings, I got to tell you something. Let me tell you something. Mm. I am so grateful, and this might be like the kind of thing that management will listen to and they go, "You, you know," but that that we're just not subjected to them because they're so. At least, and I know nothing about them. This is the first time in my career that I have ever been aware of ratings. I guess we had them at KFNS in two thousand six, and we did something well because I know I got a bonus check. But KFNS didn't subscribe to Nielsen uh, as it is now. Uh, when we were at 920, as you can imagine, weren't subscribing. Uh, 1380 wasn't subscribing. So it's just not something I'm familiar with. But, I mean, it's a huge part of the business. But for TMA, what we track and what they track for us is downloads because we're on HD2. So it just doesn't really matter, which also allows us the freedom to do mm-hmm. these hour-long segments that we could never do on 101 or Casey or The Point or... Um, WIL or 106.5 The Arch here at, at Hubbard Radio. So, um, I think I think with regards to Balloon Party, if I had to, now it's only four months in, and I and Jackson, fuck you, live you live this just as much as me. This isn't something where I'm coming at it with 20 sure. more years of experience yep. than you. I do in the business, but not on Balloon Party. Right. First thing I would say is this: anytime, in particular in St. Louis, relative to other markets. Anytime there is change, in particular in St. Louis, even if something was, wasn't was good, or certainly if something was good, it is going to be met with resistance, in particular in broadcasting. Yep. That I can tell you, we were nearly fired with the morning grind um, in July of 2004 when we started the show. Um and I and I'm and I actually think that if we wouldn't have had contracts, we would have been fired. Otherwise, because I think they, I don't know how long my contract was—two or three years, three years probably—that um, they would have just owed us a bunch of money. So I think they're just like, okay, screw it. And then the thing, but but the initial reaction to the morning grind, which is now TMA, was so negative mm-hmm. that they were considering firing us. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, crazy to think about. I did, you know, another thing I would observe, I felt like there were some people enjoying, because I have, I think I have it more than you have it. I think it'd be weird if you had it more than me, actually. And by that, I mean people who hate me, or people who just cheer against me. I don't know if they hate me, but they just kind of like in the soap opera that is this world. 
mm-hmm. pull against me. Uh, like, oh, good, he's finally losing. What's uh, that word called? Schadenfreude. Yeah. Um, to, you know, to bring it to 2022 lexicon, you know, just just hating, right. you know? Sipping the haterade. So, and I was like, uh, yeah, you guys kind of don't know the, the deal on it. And that is, it's not really how I make my living, which is weird, I guess. And I'm sure some people are like, oh, he's finally got a shot on a big station. So this is, you know, if it doesn't work, this will be great. He failed. But I, you know, I've discussed how Balloon Party came to pass. It was not my idea. And if anything, I said, I'm just not sure that what I do is what the 101 audience wants. And I am at a point in my career where I'm not looking to take on more. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to take, I, I want to work more. Let me be clear on that. But I want them to be the right fit. Mm-hmm. I'm not just looking for like, oh, good, I can make another X amount of dollars here. It's not what I'm doing. And the lion's share of my income uh, is, 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 is TMA, mm-hmm. which I would imagine people would understand. But I'm sure there are plenty of people who listen to 101 who just don't even know about TMA. Or if they did listen to TMA, they'd go, oh, my God, this <laughs> is the most perverted thing ever, and I can't believe it's on. So I recognize that stuff because I've done it, and I saw how people pulled against 920 when we started that in 2013. Um, certainly how some people in the audience who used to be, I think, fans started to pull against me individually when my contract or details of my contract were published in 2016. And so I'm used to this thing that maybe Jackson, I don't even know. I like, I, it's like me explaining being a parent to you or you explaining dating at 24 in 2022 to me, right. we don't live it. Right. So you, you've, I guess lived it to an extent, but you've kind of lived it, you know, with me, but not necessarily as the target. Right, of it. right. Rarely, Although you certainly get way more hate on it, but it's kind of because I'm yeah, playing that, but, it up yeah, as like WWE theater in there. Right. That's yeah. So it's not real. Nothing. Like my shit's. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that it, yours is yours is certainly different. Though. Yeah, and I don't know what I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Like I, if I'm in this business, I'd be like, oh, good, somebody's making a nice living. That means I can make a nice living. Right. You, if you're in baseball and somebody signs a big contract, that's like good. That right. raised it for all of us. Christian Kirk with the Jaguars. But I don't. But I, so I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, with regards to balloon party and the audience, yes. And if anything, because I'll say to Jackson, we were talking about this before we even started this thing. I want to do more. Mm-hmm. That's what we were talking about. Yep. I came here wanting to do more. If I just wanted to relax. For lack of a term, relax isn't the right term. I would have stayed at KFNS and mm-hmm. moved to Jupiter. You know, right. that was, and that was on the table. That was a very attractive part of what was on the table. Um, but I came here for either, not either, but with, with Sound Story, with TMA, with Balloon Party, and with this podcast going, okay, we have all these resources, an incredible group of people. I mean, I can't, that's another thing we were talking about. The group of people at this place, and I know Iggy says it, and he, he says it so often that I think at this point people can't tell if it's a bit, uh, you know, but I'm telling you, e- Iggy email, emails this to, like, the whole station. I don't yeah, even he know knows he's emailing it to the whole station. I don't think he does. <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw it last Friday, I put a big smile on my face. What, he sent an email that I think he maybe was just sending to John Kiowski, the market manager, that went to, I think, the whole station. Oh, I no, the well, whole staff. Okay. Uh, but it really, it really is a great group of people. And I was talking to somebody here at the station the other day and I said, you have to understand for us, we're just happy just to kind of like have what we have, but then to have everybody be, and and we mean it, everybody be just like a, I don't even know what the right word would be. Just like somebody you'd want to like talk with. You don't go, Oh fuck, here comes this motherfucker. Quality people. Yeah. Quality, quality, professional, likable, normal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, down to earth. Yeah, it's just a great. Gr- so, so it's like this total different experience with the whole thing that you just want to. You just you don't want to. You just want to. I always tell people. I'm sure I've told you, Jackson. Although you don't really pop up on the radar much anyway, but fly under the radar. Yeah. If you if you got any incoming, let me handle it for you. You know, I'll be the one to take the hit. 
fly under the radar, fly under the radar, fly under the radar. Well, here it's so easy to fly under the radar because nobody's really looking and monitoring the radar to cause right. trouble. So yeah, it's, that's a great point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's a really like good point. It's, it's just, so it's like I don't want to be the guy coming in and like, complaining about things, no. you know? And uh, so with that said, the, 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 yeah, Balloon Party has done well. But I want I personally, because of the way I am, I want to do more with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've found is, and I'm sure part of it's because we have a three month old now and you know our four year old. but and I don't know how you feel, uh, but I'm just like, holy shit, I gotta I gotta pick my spots. Yeah, you know, like I said here on this podcast a couple months ago, guests are back. And they were for three weeks. Uh-huh. It wasn't because I'm like, I, at this point, if anybody's calling me lazy, it'd be really weird. But it's, it wasn't for lack of like really, it's like, okay, got the three hours of TMA, got uh, seemingly, I would say, three sound stories a week, ballpark. Yeah. We yeah. obviously have meetings here with programming and sales. Uh-huh. It's just it's just, it's just, just not realistic to go balls to the wall on all four. Yeah. And so that's been... Um, just something I've I've personally learned with my experience, and I know you're, you know, dealing dealing with your own, uh, you know, learning because it's just a different situation. But it's great as far as the caliber of the people and the group of people on the show are certainly happy. Um, but yeah, I think the one on one list. I guess what I would say is um, I think that the show is is different than what a one on one listener is used to. Mm-hmm. And so it just there's an automatic what the hell is this, and uh, and then when Tommy Matter, who's the head of programming here and who is just as good of a guy and sharp of a guy as yeah. you will find in radio, here, here. Uh, said, "Hey, you know, it, it really it, it's it's just a brand that's built on sports, and so you can certainly kind of do your thing where you veer, but you know, you're you know when you talk sports, you you know you just don't really do it anymore on TMA, but it's pretty good." And, and then we kind of got into that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. Now, as I told him, doing this stuff for me is like tapping in putts. But I guess we're doing something that is slightly different, but I don't think we're doing anything that's revolutionary no. by any means. No. But there has become – there's still people who absolutely fucking hate it. Yeah. Um, but certainly there are people who really enjoy it. And it was, and probably didn't like it at the beginning. Yeah, that we get we see a lot of those. We don't read them all, but we right. certainly see a lot of those. And um, you know, and some people say, "Oh, you had to do more than one hour," or like, "Man, or this is why you only have one hour." As if I'm like, "No, I need Tommy. Give me <laughs> right, yeah. give me three hours. I need my three hours." <laughs> you know, I am. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't, it's 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 definitely not what I. Th- thought it was going to be just because I thought we were going to do more of the QFTA yeah. podcast style sure. of show. Yep. And now that I'm in there, I'm like, okay, this is a sports station. And I have been on quote sports stations, but this is like sports, 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 sports station mm-hmm. without like anything else. So that has now made me make sure that I am more, you know, I'm not going to just watch the YouTube highlights of a blues game or a Cardinal game. Um, especially a Blues playoff game for right. me personally. It's not saying Iggy's wrong or you're wrong. This is just, I'm the I'm kind of the point guy on the thing, so I got an obligation. No offense taken. Yeah, it's not it's not a shot. If it was a shot, I'd handle it off air. You know that. It's, yeah. it's not. It's 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 my responsibility. It's the show's identified with me, even though Jackson certainly is a huge part of it. And so, um, yeah, I've 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 enjoyed it. Um, and it's just been a surprise. It's been a surprise in, in what it has become, and it's been a surprise that I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of enjoy talking sports because even on the podcast, this podcast, I didn't really talk sports. Right. I almost felt weird doing it. More evergreen stuff, stuff that— Right. Know, right. That's and, me. And, and, I, I, and during the Blues playoffs, it's just got to be all Blues. Yep. By the way, I've been meaning to say, which I will say here because it's not like a negative thing, but you send over these great questions, and if you listen to Balloon Party, you hear me compliment Jackson on these questions. But at this point, during the Blues playoffs, there's no reason to send the questions over right. unless it has to do with the Stanley Cup playoffs because it's going to be all Blues. All Spencer are only on for an hour. Right. Um, all good. Yeah, good for you. You can cross one of your 500 <laughs> things you have to do off the list. No, yeah, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, we're only on for an hour, and uh, you give the people what they want. And 
you know, and that at this point is Blues playoffs. Now, whenever that comes to an end, then you certainly yourself Cardinals, but you have more evergreen. Right. There'll be probably evergreen sports topics. Right. But also stuff that you can like psychoanalyze and stuff. Right. And that's the stuff that gets me going. That's the stuff that I really like. I love that. And I guess they have liked that here. Uh Um, But yeah, it's different and uh, it's different for me. And I guess it's different for the audience, but I guess it's caught on and I didn't necessarily, I didn't, I wasn't even really think, honestly, what I was thinking is, oh good, we have these advertisers because that's how I've always lived, but I've never had to like look at ratings. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something here. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it or not. But that station does really well. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. Really, really, really and that, well. And that, now that we're heading into the Blues playoffs, we're going to see Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, and I, and I had, because we're on at the same time as Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman, I had no idea the caliber of guests they get. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And My it's, God. And, and, and a lot of it, so much of it is just like, and not, it's not shot at writers, not shot at Rockio. It's that Randy has conjured such incredible relationships with some of these right. St. Louis sports you know, legends and current players. You know, Wayno comes on with them every Wednesday, and because and it's not a shot, of Michelle yeah, either. Perron comes great. on. Yeah, they got Brett Hall like just sent a text, but it was you know, yeah. they just it's just. But Randy's such a like Randy is a great guy. Tim and I both attest to how wonderful a human being Randy Carricker yeah. is, and it's easy to have a great relationship with him because he is so genuine. And he's a great broadcaster. And you also have uh, Craig Brewey comes on. He's, I believe, he has a close relationship. Yep. I believe with and Michelle's Jamie Rivers. great too. Michelle yeah, is. Yeah, this isn't a case of going no. on. Well, this is this. I mean, it really. But I don't know. I don't. People even like hearing this. I think people like to hear drama. Or when they hear people say everything's good, they're like, "Oh, but what's really going on?" They want, they they always think there's an underbelly. Yeah, and, and this place know. truly does not have an underbelly. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's weird for me. And again, that's not. It's not even. I, I don't know. At nine twenty, it was a pretty happy situation um but i was working my ass off right. you know i was I, not that i'm not now it was just a different type type of working my ass off right. you know kids back then too that's a, yes that's huge a, such a, a great observation from somebody without children right. major that's like a double tip of the cap my brother has him and i can tell you know it's things just, it's like just, that yeah. yeah and that's you know it's just you know tma dies i don't know a decade ago if we would have had kids like right away because we would have had to have yeah, like I couldn't have taken the risks that we did that I didn't really think were risks, but now with the benefit of hindsight, I go, oh my God, that was risk. I basically put my house up to keep TMA going, um, and you know it fortunately worked out. But I wasn't really calculating <laughs> <laughs> like I do now uh, the risk reward metric because I have two kids. So yeah, to answer that question, um, yes, I mean listen, people hate TMA. The thing with hating TMA though. To go out of your way to find it and podcast it and live stream or go to HD2 to hate it, you really got to... Yeah, you got to be pot committed. So I think the way it is, I think people hate people on TMA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where that anger comes from. Right. Because if you just, if you like couldn't stand the content, you just wouldn't listen. But if you couldn't stand a person, like you want to say, so I think people hate the show on 101. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that's different. Right. But I mean, listen, if you put TMA on one of these monster stations here or anywhere in town, you're going to have all of a sudden, for the first time ever, you're going to have, we would be reading texts. You go, what in the world is this? Yeah. Because at this point now, the audience is, you know, familiar with it. Right. And so they know the weird stuff that the average person would go, what in the world is that? Right. The TMA audience doesn't think anything of it because right. they're used to it. But if you put it on like a mainstream big yeah. FM or AM, people would go, what in the world? And they'd fucking hate it. Be, a, be an away game. <laughs> it would be an away game. Exactly. But eventually, you know. You become a home game. Right. And we've developed a great, we started out luckily here with a home game. Yes. Which was so important. Did I just, did I sufficiently answer that question? You sure did. Now I have to make a call, so. I know. I can tell you got to go. Your body language is so fidgety. Well, you got to get your, you, you can own souls. That's how I do. Own souls, own holes. All right, we'll wrap it up here uh, for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKern, and this has been another edition of Questions from the Audience from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. 
New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.